Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Climpy Point. My name is Captain Man and joining me is Mr. Tim Murphy. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I was going to start it off a different way, but we're, we'll feed into something else right there. Ah, okay, later good. On. Later on. Yeah, later on. All right. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You, sir? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Much yeah. better. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of traveling for work, so it's been a really busy month. December has flown by despite the season, right? Mm-hmm. And haven't had... Anytime to really work on the car, I've got several parts in and they're just sitting around. Okay. So it kind of sucks there, but I'll get back working on it soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one omission that, uh, if you guys have noticed, is that uh, Mr. Paul Murphy couldn't join us. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Just like, <laughs> just like, yeah, he's, yeah, he's not here. Not feeling well, feeling under the weather, trying not to spread the Rona, I guess. I don't know. I don't think he has the Rona. I think he's just not feeling well. There's a lot of people have been getting sick lately. Right. And now I got this, sick not too long ago. You did. You did yeah, get yeah. sick. And then with this Arctic blast that's hitting Florida, Oof. I think some people said they might see snow up in like the Tallahassee area this week. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Might be a white Christmas for some of the Floridians up there. That'd oh, hello. Yeah. Not down here, though. Right. But it's supposed to be in the high 40s tomorrow. Well, that's that's going to be wild. Just in time for Christmas because it's been yeah. a hot. It really has been a hot um, fall. I don't think it's dropped much below 80 degrees. Wait, you're saying we're not in winter? I thought we were. Well, usually fall, we get a cold front. Oh, okay. In winter, winter what's Winter starts at the beginning of December, right? I forgot. Something I'm not. Like that, yeah. No. I mean, there's there's only really, there's we don't really have a winter. So right. we just have like a summer and a fall. Mm. So, but yes, we haven't had any cold fronts. Typically, we get a little cold front drops in the 60s early in October and November. But this year, it's been 90s and high 80s up until this week. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna actually have. Well, one of the first things we want to talk about is some of the major events that have occurred mm-hmm. uh, lately, and one of the major events, news items that occurred, is the cancellation of the 2023 season of the Clutch Gear series. Yes. And that being said, welcome to the Clutch Kickers one hundred thousand dollar drift series. <laughs> Coming to you from nowhere. Oh, wham, boy. Wham, 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 for 2023. That broke my heart. Yeah, me too. Because that's something we've been a part of for the last couple of years. Right. And not having that in our schedule is going to be kind of odd. But it's going to free us up for other things. Right. Other potential things that are in the works that we mm-hmm. can't announce yet. Right. Um. It was... And again, we've we've mentioned this several times, mm-hmm. and we can't stress this enough, is that they keep us in the dark for a lot of it. So we were just as surprised as everybody else. We found out the same way, actually, I think. Right. As everybody else, it was a post on there. Maybe you didn't. I, I didn't. I, I didn't found out from a post that was on Instagram. Well, what was strange is that it kind of started, it basically started with this video that was put out by Brandon Wendy. Yes, that's talking right. Talking about how, um, I guess, his predictions or what he's heard so far, talking about uh, this 2023 season. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned some things that we didn't even know about. Yes. Such as um, the organization downsizing, some people getting fired, um, some things that, again, we had, I, I was completely surprised by. So I was just like, okay, what does he know? Yeah, because he's got he, the inside scoop, right? Exactly. Hmm. And the fact that okay, well, so there's a leak. 
Yes, there's the, a mole. The, yeah, there's a mole. <laughs> there's a leak that's uh, releasing this information. And I think at the same time, this was a, a, at a point where the the only other news item that came about from Clutch Shakers at the time was them announcing that round five was canceled. Mm-hmm. And then it was getting closer to the end of the year. Right. We were, weren't hearing anything. No. Nope. Their social media channels were kind of, were practically silent. Right. Um, and I think for a lot of the drivers and competitors, it was imperative for them to know exactly what was going to take place, what was going to happen. Yeah. Because again, they have these builds to kind of prep for. Right. The, the, you had drivers that were purposely either purchasing or building vehicles, vehicles just right. for the clutch figure series. Yeah, I know. And they needed to know exactly what was going to happen because they got to set up the cars. They got to set up budgets right. and all these things that take into account in order for them to have a successful season for right. them to be able to take part in all, all of the rounds. Right. But the fact of the matter is, is that not a lot of information was coming out. And mm-hmm. the next thing out of nowhere out of left field, Brandon Whitney comes out with this video. Right. And we're like, okay, the speculation is up high. Right. What is going on? What does he know that we don't? Right. And then it was only a matter of time. And I think that that video mm. right. prompted Clutch Shakers to, to make, it, to make a statement. Oh, that, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah, I didn't really think about that, that putting on a video that could start rumors or make unnecessary claims that they don't read when you hear something that may be misinformation or maybe it's true, right? Apparently it did seem to be true that they got to, they got to come out and say, okay, we got to make an announcement mm-hmm. either. Cause we don't want the word of mouth going around. If we plan to do a season, we don't want this to get out and people start that rumor start to spread that we're, we're not going to have a season when we are going to have a season, but also they want the drivers and everybody hear it from them, right? Nobody wants right. to hear it. You don't want anybody here what your future plans are from somebody else. You mm-hmm. want to be the one to announce that. Mm-hmm. And I think on, on top of that, uh, Cletus mm-hmm. uh, with the Freedom Factory, they released their announce uh, their date, the schedule, the of, schedule, dates, the schedule of events for the whole year. And everybody noticed that Clutch wasn't a part of it. Right. Well, that was already something that I think a lot of people, especially that were close to Clutch Kickers, knew that Clutch Kickers really didn't want to do another season there. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted to spread it out either over other venues or possibly get back to Emerald Coast Dragway. But as the season progressed, that became less and less of a reality. Mm-hmm. But then the news came out, and that was the, the news that shocked yeah. the, the, the drifting yeah. world. Yeah. And when it happened, that was just uh, kind of like a low blow, like, you know, punch to the yeah. gut. Yeah. Because f- for me, it was more, it's not, it was not only about, the missed opportunity to be able to take part on all of these, all of these, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all these events and so forth. But the fact is, is that um, I was already sort of getting things ready mm-hmm. before this, the whole series, the whole season. Yeah. And then now all of a sudden it's like those plans kind of get kind of turned upside down. It's like, well, I mean, I don't want to go into details about right, it. Right, I got you. I, but at the same time, it's sort of like, well, that that's a bummer mm-hmm. because then it's, it's not only about uh, uh, just these things that I was getting ready for, and then so those plans are out the window. But then everybody else that um, you just all of the interactions that we would have with all mm-hmm. the drivers and everybody that yeah. would take part in the event, I'm gonna miss that. Yeah, that's, it was it was one of those things that, um, like for me, made the event special. Yeah, is the fact that it's like catching up with uh, familiar faces. Yeah, 
you know, drivers seeing what they're up to, right. seeing exactly what they did to get the car ready yep. for the event. What changes have they done? What right. sort of mindset are they in? Did they have any kids? <laughs> right? That's and right. Yeah, exactly. And, and Cletus. Right, right, right. Yeah, Dirk Strand. Dirk Stratton, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. had his kid. And um, so those, those moments, and it's... And, also the 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 just the journey the the traveling because in itself it's just something that um it's it's quite fun that you sort of like go back and think about like those times like for me just driving up to emerald coast and stopping by bucky's yes. every time along the way <laughs> oh, and um yeah so it, those are just things that made it really uh fun in itself apart from everything else that transpired throughout the whole weekend while you're there right so and, and then of course um Talking about season one and two, the right. island, the after party, all yeah. of those moments, and all of that is just evaporated. Right. So, and that was one of the things I liked about Clutch Kickers as well that you mentioned. It was that road trip, right? Uh, I know for me back in the day, I'm I'm older in the game, and I didn't get drifting. I didn't get into drifting till later in life, until my 30s. Right. Mm-hmm. I remember being in my 20s, and even younger than that. Um, going to races and and making these road trips. Right, going to car shows back in the day. We used to have Nopi Nationals, which was in Atlanta. So we would take these long road trips and just have those memories. A lot of good memories, even if bad things were happening, cars breaking down. It was still good memories. So going to Clutch Kickers, making that tr- that uh, that road trip, traveling up to. Holt or uh, you know um, Crestview and and the whole four Walton right and Brayton Brayton. Well, well, I'm sorry, Brayton. you're talking about yeah, I'm talking about Windows Far. Yeah, yeah. And that part of the clutch kickers that brought me back to that right because we would have times where Paul and Noel and and Gabby are all lost and some off some exit and <laughs> and I'm somewhere else and you're somewhere else and we're trying to see who's going to get there first and right. we're talking back and forth. Of what mile marker are you on? And, right. And and just having that fun, stopping at different restaurants. You you almost losing windshield, almost losing windshield. Paul's you know car leaking, the truck leaking water out of his. Yeah, just a lot of good memories, a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, stopping at these little hole in the wall restaurants along the way, it, it brought me back to those days, and I enjoyed that road trip aspect of the journey. And then even when it was in Sarasota, Br- uh, Bradenton, um, it was fun. Right, it was closer. We were relieved. We were able to make the trip there mm-hmm. in three hours and come back to save after the event and be home and time. You know, to be able to have family time and not have to take those extra days off of work. So that was less stressful on that aspect. But yeah, I'm gonna miss it. I'm gonna miss those road trips. Right, definitely. Uh, one thing I, I do want to mention is that uh, we got Alex Pack in the chat who mentions that. Uh, tons of uh, sponsorship obligations, yeah. and that's another another major aspect of it. Is that, yeah, you have your you're sort of you're kind of indebted yourself. You've mm-hmm. you've made these uh, these signed these contracts to be right. able to like make uh, you know present yourself yeah. to these events. Yeah, because obviously you want to promote the brand, right? And and put yourself out there and put the brand's uh, face out there. Yeah. Um, and now those opportunities are out too, because yeah, yeah you, you have to actually, there's a deadline too, for all these drivers to actually mm-hmm. sign up with these brands because right. for all we know, like they only have a certain amount of spots right. and they want to sign them up as yeah. soon as possible. And then right. with the uncertainty of the series, right. you're sort of kind of losing time. And then of yes. course it's, it's quite a, um, 
it's causing issues with the brands themselves to figure out like, okay, well, is it or is it not happening? Right. You have to let them know. I just want to pause, do a little quick little commercial real quick. Uh, um, mm-hmm. Just because I forgot to do it in the beginning. Oh, okay. Um, anybody that is watching tonight, if uh, if you're already subscribed to the channel, uh, just shoot us a message. Um, they, can, they can message us through YouTube or no? Yeah, they can. Okay. Send us a message with um, your address information because that would be still private, right? If right. they message us through YouTube or no? Yeah, there should be. Or, we, we're or gonna email, email, the message us through our Instagram. Send us a, send us a message through our Instagram page, and um, up until midnight of Christmas Day. So all through Christmas Day, if you um, really trying to get new subscribers, so if you subscribe to the channel or share it, I'm, I'm just giving away these shirts. I have different shirts that I used to sell shirts a while ago, and I got a bunch of extras. So here's. Um, I call it the angry piston. I, ha- I have this in, I think I have this in, in blue and in white. Um, and I have this, this is like, if you guys are in the anime, it's like the laughing man um, from uh, ghost in the shell. That's like your flexing shirt. Yes. This is like your flexing. So I have a tank top, but I think I have this another, I'm just kidding. I have girl sizes too. Okay. So just send us your, your, your address and your shirt size, uh, female, male, whatever. Um, and I'm going to send you a shirt for free. But the idea is I want, you know, new subscribers. If you are a current oh, okay. subscriber, we're not going to exclude you guys. Shoot us a message. Get us your information. And I have a ton of these shirts. I, I was trying to sell. Yeah. Huh? I gotta, go ahead. Keep going. I was trying. I was trying to sell shirts for a while, me and my wife. And I have totes and totes of these shirts. And I just got to get rid of them. So my wife wants me to throw them away. But I figure why throw them away? I can give them to everybody that's new subscribers. And why waste them right so i just need your shirt size male or female and it's gonna be a random shirt you know i may not have your size in every option but i'll I'll throw some stuff in and you'll get it in the package but up until um midnight of christmas day so please like i said share subscribe to just i want to get rid of these shirts they're nice shirts i actually have a lot of them a lot of times i wear them like chris jackson right i just wear those shirts instead of buying new clothes i just wear those and i throw those away no joking um yeah so that's it that's the commercial that's pretty lame, but free stuff. Free stuff is good. Are we good? Yeah, we're good. I, I just had to make an adjustment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So anyhow, yes, if you are already subscribed, then shoot us a, a message on you, the YouTubes or the uh, Instagram page. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. That's really what I, I want to see. I want to see, you know, get some extra subscribers. I'd like to be able to hit a thousand right. soon. Yeah. What you doing over there? I'm just going to make adjustments. There. Making adjustments? Oh, okay. I don't need that anymore. Ugh. I've had this right. dry cough. I think it's because the wind's blowing right on my face. I'm going to move that real quick. I'll make an adjustment. Oh, okay. All right. In any case, uh, so while we got that going on, you right there? Yep. Don't trip over anything. Nope. Okay, so back where we are. Clutch kickers. Yeah. Um. So... Yeah, it's definitely. Oh boy, yeah, that's even worse. <laughs> oh well, no big deal. Let it ride. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll keep adjusting. So uh, yes, I'm gonna miss the uh, the road trips. I'm gonna miss seeing all those guys. We made a lot of um, just had a lot of good contacts, right? We got to got to make friends and, and and meet people that we never had a chance. We only ever saw on YouTube. We never really got a chance to meet in person. So be able to develop those relationships and those friendships that have lasted for a couple of years. It's it's gonna be, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna suck to not have that like reunion that we have every time we go to Clutch Kickers. Right. Um, 
<clears throat> yeah, so that's the that's the another major. You know what? The other thing that I find very odd, very strange, is that how dark the Clusters Instagram has gone. Like we haven't heard anything else. Right. That was it? They just made that post, and that was it. Well, there's nothing I mean, to promote. Right. Right. Have you gone to the website? Mm, you know what? I haven't. Hmm. You know, I haven't gone to the website. What's like? But it, it at the same time, it, it kind of feels. Um, I don't know if the 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 word is uh, the service to Adam LZ for just the, the the charge that he made throughout the se- uh, season. Right. Right. And he almost he almost had an undefeated season. Almost. Almost. But, but some would say that was a little controversial the way he lost. Right. There was some debate on that loss right and just the way how it um unfolded at the end it's like wow it, it, it's um you know where's the ceremony where is the, the anticlimactic right exactly um yeah. where's the bottles uh popping and all those things taking place and i don't i don't know i i just think that it would have been nice to be able to just do something for him, for not just him, but everybody else. In, uh, first, second, and third in the series mm-hmm. to be able to celebrate, commemorate their their uh, their hard work that they've put through uh, throughout the the season this year. Yeah. But I just think that the way how what happened is just um, yeah. oh, yeah. Alex just pointed out the the merch store is down. Uh, you know, it's funny. I was just about ready to click on it. Right. I see the shot. Yeah, I'm on the page now. The page is up. I mean, it still has like uh, Clutch Kickers TV. Right. It has all their after movies on there. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't go up to their merch yet. I was kind of clicking through. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It. It. They still have like register for round five mm-hmm. up on here. Huh. You know, they did a really good job of branding themselves. With yeah. the steering wheels working with um, Brick Royal, Royal and, and developing the steering wheel and always making those new shirts, those theme shirts. it's It really is. It's crazy. It's, yeah, it's weird. It's weird to yeah. see that they're not. And, and they ran everything very well, just a well-organized event. Mm-hmm. And the money, the payouts, a lot, a lot of people thought, I don't know if it's because of the money, if that's what, if that's what ended up being it, or was it just... They couldn't come to an agreement with uh, Cletus as far as a season. Maybe there was a lot of conflicting events. There's still a lot of unanswered questions. There really is. Right. Uh, one one very nice thing was the way how the community reacted to it and then how quick they were trying to sort of um, deal with the situation to try to help with the situation. Yeah. Like I heard of tracks. I think it was Summit Point. I think that they were like, hey, like we, you know, if you want to do an event, just come over here. Um, and then other people trying to see like, okay, well, yeah, maybe we know somebody that could do an event there. But it's um, it's not that simple, unfortunately, yeah. where you have to sort of figure out the logistics of it, of everybody that's involved with the organization to go out there and then set up. And then not to mention, too, is that the... Um, you know the the tracks are going to want to make money, and at the same mm-hmm. time, the organization is going to want to make this profitable for them to right. be able to make this event happen. Yeah. So this sometimes I'm not saying it happened. Right. This is what happened, but what I'm saying is that there's uh, oftentimes the conflict right. of trying to sort out just like okay, well, you get this and you get that, mm-hmm. and then figuring out like okay, well, this is going to work out. This right. is going to be worth the effort. Right. And 
Um, maybe it was just one of those things where um, it didn't matter what happened because I think they just decided that it's like, okay, well, we're just yeah. going to shut this da- shut things down. Yeah, I know a lot of times when we talk to them about the future of Clutch Kickers uh, early in season uh, three, that there was always that we would like to spread it out amongst other tracks and be more like the tra- a traveling series like mm-hmm. Formula Drift or Streetwise Drift back in the day, or many other series back from back in the day. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's what this will lead into. I've heard some people say, that's it. It's done. We're not coming back. They're not saying that. Uh, is it? Is it a financial? Like I said, I'm really, I'm just really looking forward to hearing what their future plans are. Mm-hmm. And I, I would like to see them get more active and just keep posting stuff, whether it's what the crew is up to. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. Right. But then you hear rumors of, you know, people get like sick, people got fired. Is it, was it an organizational thing? Mm-hmm. Is it a financial thing? Is it that they couldn't do what they wanted to and they're going to use this year to be like that cocoon, right? The caterpillar in a cocoon and then 2024 be like the butterfly, right? Is that going to happen? Or is it going to be gone forever? It's, there's a lot of um, un, you know, unknowns. And the other thing I noticed in, during their comments is that they were talking about reacquiring a track, either acquiring a track or building a track. That's and true. their goal is to uh, have it done in the in the Pensacola area. Really? Okay. Where they're stationed at. Right, right, because they make it easy. Right. Wow. Which they, is where... You know, Holt was, and so that's a whole other thing. So now we you know now we can kind of rule out financials, right? Because you were talking about building a track. You're that's pretty serious. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'd have to assume it's going to be a purpose built purpose built drift course, but it probably be like a motorsports park. They're going to have to incorporate something else because financially, uh, a track can't just survive only on drifting, mm-hmm. right? They'd have to incorporate you know, autocross or dirt course, right? Get some. Um, motocross track out there and everything like that. That would be awesome because then they can do whatever they want. Right. They don't have to rely on on what the schedule is because they make their own schedule. Right. I mean, that's everybody's dream, have their own course. Right. And, and when you look back at, at Holt and what they were able to accomplish there, it's like for them it was very, uh, I would say, financially feasible because yes. they, didn't, they didn't have to travel far. Right. They had a stake in the track itself. Yes. And it made it very uh, easy for them to invest and, and, and re, uh, recover some of those uh, yeah. investments that they right. put into it. ROI, I think. Yeah, return on investment. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a lot of it. Um, and that's why they were able to actually make the series as, as successful for what it was. But mm-hmm. I, um, who knows what happened during this last season that kind of mm-hmm. just made things uh, switch over. Yeah. But it's it's I think one of those unanswered questions that whether or not will it will the answer ever arise or will right. it just be something where um, they're they may just kind of forget about it, move on, right, and and look forward because if they go ahead and build up from from if they're able to accomplish what they're trying to do is that yeah. if to build a track, then all of this will be irrelevant. Exactly, because then know? clutch kickers will never die because they have their own track. Mm-hmm. Whether it's that high uh, payout series anymore and it turns into just like a grassroots series 
uh, it goes back to like that, that's fine. But they'll have a track and you have the fun days. They'll have the fun days. It may just turn out to be Clutch Kickers is less of an event and a series and more of a venue. Right. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Um, and, and, it, and that would be great because adding a track to Florida is going the direction we want to go. Unlike direction it has been going is you don't see tracks opening. You see track closing. And the reason why I'm, I'm bringing this up is because as we're talking, I'm thinking about, okay, yes, Clutch Gear is not going to be at Freedom Factory, but Cletus himself is going through some serious, just just a battle, a serious battle against um, developers right. and those that want to build houses right near the track. If you saw, if you go to his uh, the Freedom Factory's um, Instagram page, they actually have a map and all the acres, I forget how many acres it is, but there's a, just a ton of land out there by the Freedom Factory and Bradenton Motorsports Park. That's what it's called, Bradenton Motorsports Park, right. the drag strip. Yeah. And basically, from the remote main road where everybody enters, all the way around, you just see it's all red. They want to rezone that area and build up to 8,000 homes there. Mm-hmm. And Cletus has been having a battle and go to the city council meetings and... I thought his ending, his closing statement was, it was great. Now, whether it fell upon deaf ears, I don't know. But his closing statement was, if you wouldn't approve a racetrack being built next to a neighborhood that's been there for, I think he said, over 50 years, then you shouldn't approve a neighborhood built, being built next to a racetrack that's been there for over 50 years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that makes sense. Because what's going to happen is they can say whatever they want. You put those houses there, we already know the amount of people that are moving from New York and California and who God knows who where else are not people that are are into racetracks or racing, most likely, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to move next to a racetrack as soon as they start having races. I can't sleep. I can't <laughs> sleep. And they're going to force it to be shut down. Right. And unfortunately, money talks. And the city cares more about money than providing a place for these people to to do something they love, right? And that's what's going to happen. We've seen it happen with County Line. When they closed County Line Dragway, the street racing scene, it got worse for those the police officers and everything. So definitely got to support um, Cletus. Those of you guys that are around there, try to support him as much as you can. And um, I really hope he can win that. I, I don't know what the decision was, but... Um, yeah, so I actually got the, you know got the opportunity to check out the live stream, which, funny enough, it was uh, fifteen thousand people tuned in for this government uh, live stream, which usually they don't even average like thirty. Like, yeah, exactly, like yeah. thirty or something. more than us, but thirty. Um, yeah, exactly, <laughs> sorry, right? Yeah, sorry, what's up with it that? Makes no sense. Yeah, but hey, whatever. Maybe they yeah. got uh, yeah. better graphics or something. Yeah, I know. We'll see. But in any case. Um, yeah, fifteen uh, at least fifteen thousand people showed up. There was, yeah. a, I think, I heard like over there was definitely hundreds of people yeah. that were actually physically there. Yeah, at supporting. the government uh, center just to you know show their support, and many people came out from throughout you know different parts of the uh, of the country. Really, like, uh, people flew in from Virginia oh, wow. and all those things, uh, all those different places, just to go up and say like, hey, like I oppose this uh, this measure. Yeah. Because it's not just and, so Cletus doesn't own Braden's Motorsport. He don't own the drag strip. No, exactly. So he's he's fighting, and they're going to be fighting for it too, right? But, but they they're you know they have a great relationship. Is right. um, the guy's name is I know his first name is Vic. 
okay. that owns Bradenton Motorsports Park. Okay. But he's, you know, gearhead, you know, right, drag racer, you know, and, um, you know, they're both on the same page in right. regards to what they want uh, to see. And that is that they don't want to see this measure. They didn't want to see this measure pass. Right. Because they knew that that based on what has happened in other parts of the country where you have developers kind of like building homes around tracks and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, okay, perfect example, what happened with Hollywood Speedway? Yeah. Hollywood Speedway yeah. had, um, was out in the middle of nowhere at the time. Years ago. Yeah. When it was built. And then little by little, the city just started building around it, building around it. And then it just got to the point where I don't know if it was pressure from the city itself Right. Or the fact that the owner and the owner kind of just got tired of, or he got an offer they couldn't refuse, or yeah, exactly that, and so it's they like Home Depot, they were like something, they just sold it, and now it's just this like shopping plaza, mm. um, and then nobody, I mean, I'm sure nobody knows that what the place that they were shot, they're now shopping at, used to be mm. a racetrack, right? But in any case, they know that they're they run the risk of allowing these developers developers mm-hmm. to build around the track yeah. and then people go in and you know cause you know all these lawsuits right. and uh, all these things uh, taking Complaining place about the noise ordinance and, and then they run the risk of their their track getting shut down or they or the set of commissioners that are in you know in government mm-hmm. decide like oh look um we're we're not going to have this anymore, so we're going to take this out. It, 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 you but. know, there's plenty of land there. It's not like it mm. almost feels like it's targeted. It almost feels like a targeted attack because there's plenty of land there. They don't need to build there. There's plenty of land in that area they could build. Mm-hmm. And the well, so so the measure, is, as you mentioned, is that it's, it's so the measure was to rezone that area for development purposes, right? For housing, right? Um, or not necessarily housing. Yeah. I think that's also a mix of commercial too. Yeah, that I don't know. I just know right now. I believe it's zoned agricultural. Right. So they need to rezone that property in order right. for developers to build on it because you have to rezone it before you can build on it. Mm-hmm. They rezone it, then all bets are off. Then it's the highest bidder. So what ended up happening was, as a result of all of that, even mm-hmm. though everybody showed the support and and all of that, the measure still passed five to two. It did. It did. So now what's going to happen is is that it's going to go to the state. The state is going to go and rezone it because more than likely they're not right. going to deny so, it. So all that was for nothing. But yeah. uh, what's going to happen is is that now the developers have to, by you know, they're forced to have a conversation with uh, Cletus and Vic mm-hmm. in regards to how they got to develop the land to accommodate everybody. So it could be a thing where... One of the developers mentioned that, oh, we can make it like a racer's village whereby around the track, the the, the area mm-hmm. around the track could be homes for, dri- you know, car drivers, enthusiasts. car enthusiasts for them to like house their vehicles. So that way they could just be, you know, within, and that, that would be a great idea if you got developers willing to do that. Right. Um, so there is that option. Um, but regardless, they need to figure out something together. And yeah. now by, you know, they're forced to do so. It's not like where um, the developers can just do whatever they want. And at the same time, they actually have to now present a plan because before they're like, oh, we just want to build. But now when they come back to the, uh, to the city, they need to show their plans exactly. OK, this is what we want to build. So it passed, but it passed with those stipulations. Pretty much. Oh, OK. Yeah. Well, I guess it's better than nothing, but still. Exactly. 
and it went what past five to one, you or four, five to two, five to two, right? Well, at least you know, that's, yeah. that sucks. We got to get rid of those five. But I, I have to wonder, though, is that, okay, we've seen it on, you know, one side of the spectrum where it's like it doesn't work, right. where you people build and, and the tracks get shut down. Right. But then take a look at the other uh, side of the spectrum where you have Homestead, you have Daytona, big tracks. Yeah. And maybe, of course, it's a lot harder because of the, 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 the audience that they attract. But these are tracks that have housing around it and there's no way around it for them to i mean i don't see a way how they're going to be able to shut down these developers or uh citizens to be able to shut down daytona international speedway or homestead miami speedway yeah because the amount of traffic and the amount of noise that they build uh is is crazy Hmm. (laughs) sorry (laughs) Oh boy! Oops! Oops! I, I tried it. <laughs> I tried. You may want to bring that louver and, and blow it down so it's. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I broke wind. <laughs> I tooted. Yeah, that was that was a bad one. Uh, I, 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 I apologize, Ben. I tried to hold it in. Uh, I couldn't hold it any longer. Oh. <laughs> well, it works for me now. Oh Woo. man, that's. Oh good lord! Hey. Yeah. Well, we can't edit this out. Yeah, no, can't edit that out. That was uh, live in action. It was a SPD, silent but deadly. (laughs) Ben has survived the first wave. Well, for now. For now. Oh, boy. You feel a little lightheaded? Anyhow. Maybe at some point. (laughs) I apologize. Well, what do you think about those venues? Well, so you got NASCAR that is tied into Homestead as well, right? They do no NASCAR events, but Daytona is never going to go away because that's the home of NASCAR for the most part. Mm Mm-hmm. But you got a good point. Those are tracks that have been able to survive with developments and residents around them. Now, they're not built too close. They're still good distance away from the track. And in the way those tracks are made, honestly, a lot of the sound stays in. And I was thinking about that, too. It's like one of the things that they could do, they'd have to build some kind of levee or something. Like mm-hmm. a natural... Um, like almost make it in a natural bowl where they, they, they maybe use landfill and build up like a hill that surrounds it. And you'd be surprised how that sound will reflect and go up mm. like with NASCAR or any kind of, even, even like in a, in we hear like, like events, like at a stadium, when you're inside a stadium, it's loud. But as soon as you walk outside a stadium, you're in a parking lot. It's not that loud. You don't hear as much anymore. Huh. So making, using like that natural acoustic, of maybe making like a levee or some kind of natural barrier where that sound is is gonna it's gonna it's gonna echo out, but then once it hits that natural barrier, it'll go up and you won't hear it as much. So that is one option. I don't know if that's even thought about, but you do notice when you go to these big games and are in, in stadiums, go out you could literally not even maybe a couple hundred feet go on the other side of that stadium. And you're like, wow, it's not as loud as it was when I was inside because all that sound goes shoots up towards the sky. Hmm. Just, a, just a thought. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Uh, one, of the, it was interesting how the you had the developers talking about like, oh, we're just gonna build um, like I forgot the terms that they use, but basically like a wall, like up to a certain point. Well, they do that with the highways, right? Right, exactly, something like that. But they're like, oh, we're just going to build a wall and to kind of like defeat the, the, try to like deal with the sound. Mm -hmm. 
And then you had an engineer, an actual engineer Mm -hmm. that was like, yeah, what they're suggesting is not going to work at all. No, it has to be high enough. Right. Like you have to make it considerably higher than whatever the track is. Right. But it can, I mean, it'll hit help, but those walls, you really reflect back in. You really want something that has that. It's like acoustic. You ever been in an auditorium? Right. Right. It's, it's geared. The acoustics will echo and, and just reflect a certain way so making it like kind of like a cone or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. i mean it help but is it going to stop somebody from new york coming in and or california saying i don't like the noise i can't sleep at night and i was just thinking about that because i i, I was at work i was working a lot this week we we're traveling a lot and some of the people i work with was like i couldn't sleep last night because the cars were going down or the ice machine in the hallway was keeping me up oh what yeah that's why i was like i was like oh god I'm, I'm thinking to myself these are the kind of people that are gonna be moving next to a racetrack complaining about it because they can't even sleep on the same floor as an ice machine right. or if they're too close to the elevator keeps them up all night mm. like the elevators aren't that loud but so you got people that just don't want to be around the noise. So hopefully if they do the racers village, that'd be amazing because at least, you know, the people that are living in that area are there with the expectation that they're moving next to a racetrack because they want to be next to a racetrack. Right. So. Well, one of the other major positives that came about from that meeting is that every commissioner that was on mm-hmm. board mentioned at some point that they need to protect the track. Really? So may, um, I don't think there are I don't think the laws are written in a way to protect it. So they're going to go ahead and try to make adjustments. So mm-hmm. that way, whatever happens mm-hmm. is protected. And I think they need to jump on that because again, they could just go and they take out, to, replace the commissioner and then so forth. No, so they need to make it a to, historical landmark. If they can make yeah. it a historical landmark that has been part of this town for however many years, then it can be protected. Mm. That's one. I don't know if they could do that with the racetrack, but it has been there for a long time. You know, historical landmarks. You can't. Yeah, you use zone a historic, like historic, like I said. But I don't know how old it has to be for that. But if it's been around for fifty something years, I don't know how long you said it's been around. It's been around for quite a while. Yeah, it has been. So maybe that's the way. I don't know. Above I, my pay grade. Yeah, I mean, I remember seeing um, another person that showed up as the the original owner, the person who built. Oh. Really? The whole facility. Hmm. Because before, it used to be owned by one person, the the Oval and the drag strip. Right. And he popped up, and he's like, yeah, this isn't good. No. Hmm. But. All right, well. In any case, a lot, you know, a lot of stuff for them to figure out. Hopefully, they'll, uh, you know, get together with the developers and, yeah. and uh, sort out that situation. So yeah. that way, everybody's happy because I'd hate for... Um, uh, the Freedom Factory to go on there and bring yeah. to Motorsports Park. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's a big attraction. A huge. Yeah. Huge. Um, so there's that. So uh, moving forward, I did want to talk about the LZ Invitational that just happened this past weekend. Okay. Last weekend. So what was your role? Because I, I was unable to make it. I did try to make it, but unfortunately had other obligations, family obligations. I wasn't mm-hmm. able to go up there with you. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your role in, in the LZ Invitational? Yeah. Um. I so last year we did it. <clears throat> well, I, I took part yeah, in it. Yeah, well, you right, first sessions took part in it. Yeah. yeah, took part in it, and it was um. So last year it was a reunion of sorts, whereby the original Clutchikers uh, live stream team uh, took part in mm-hmm. in putting together the production for the LC Invitational uh, Invitational twenty twenty one. 
uh, this year, 2022, uh, it was the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Stone uh, from Stone Sharp Images called me up saying like, hey, uh, I'm going to need you again. Uh, they're, um, they want us to do the live stream for the Invitational. So I was like, sweet. All right, mm-hmm. good. Um, and my role in particular is just to kind of uh, to assist in the production. It's mm-hmm. not like where, like what we did with the, the OSW Black Friday, right. where we handled everything. Um, not only just the production side, but the technical technical side and Cameras the announcing are, side yeah. and, mm-hmm. and all those things. So uh, our role was a little limited, but we it was you know a huge effort because and there was a lot of a lot more moving pieces. Right, and um, it's allevi- it's alleviating in some ways because you don't have so many responsibilities to worry about, so many things to, to deal with. Mm-hmm. And if something happens and you have other people that can kind of just jump in and kind of um, help sort it out mm-hmm. while you're kind of still focused on what you're doing. Right. But, um, yeah, it was a simple thing where um, it was a two-day event. So that was the other thing that was different. So 2021 last year was a one-day event. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was a one-day event, and it was pretty simple. Crazy. I still remember how crazy it was because just the amount of people mm-hmm. that were there yeah. and we were just confined to this one area. Right. And even though that, you know, they had barricades and so forth, there was still like a significant amount of people that were just hovering around us. So wow. it was kind of like a little bit of claustrophobic. Last year. Last year. Last okay. year. This year, this time around, the major difference is that they had us on the tower. Mm-hmm. Um which uh, you know, a good amount of space where we're easily able to actually you know put all of our equipment mm-hmm. to set up, um, and had a, you know have a tent over us, mm-hmm. uh, just like last year. So that was a good thing uh, to do. Um, <clears throat> but in regards to the event, and well, I'll go ahead and talk about the positives. Um, event itself was great. Mm-hmm. Um, was it a bit bigger than last year? Uh, I, yeah, I was definitely bigger. Okay. Uh, one of the ma- major differences that was bigger this time around is that they had more barricades. Okay. So before, usually at a regular like OSW event, they would just have bleachers on the right side. Right. Just looking out towards uh, the whole skip pad. But this time around, they actually had bleachers. When you're when the drivers are lined up to take off from the left side of the track, mm-hmm. there is actually now they put up a set of bleachers on that side of the area. On the left so side like they as well. put, okay. yeah, I put like I think uh, three three bleachers total. <clears throat> so, um, and then they put some more extra ones uh, towards our side that we're okay. stationed at. So definitely um, more bleachers, more uh, for more capacity. Yeah, and those bleachers got filled. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it was it was crazy. It was more packed on Sunday, definitely, than Saturday. You would say, yeah, oh, for sure, okay. definitely, yeah. because Saturday you did see some empty spots in mm-hmm. in the bleach area, but Sunday for sure it was definitely just mm. um, just filled to the brim, wow. like on every you know, looking left to right, it was just you know, uh, everybody was there. Yeah, Adam, he he knows he's got himself to the point where, and I think he's really realized in the last two years that hey. One, the uh, I don't know. I wonder if he is ever getting to the point where he wants to stop doing the YouTube thing, and now he's starting to do these other things, right? To the point where like he can do these events and it's guaranteed money, right? It's like he now he started doing the giveaways to the car, you know, the car giveaways, right? <coughs> I'm sorry, I've had this like dry cough like for the last two days. Oh, yeah. watch out! <clears throat> yeah, I feel fine otherwise. But anyways, I mean, just financially. 
he's he's got to the point where he just doesn't do whatever he wants. He's going to make money at it. Right. So doing these events is great because it brings people that may not normally go to drifting. We talked about about that before. You're going to have your LZ fans are just there to see Adam LZ win. If he doesn't win, they're mad. Then you have your other fans that are here just to go see something different that maybe they watch Adam LZ and they want to actually see it in real life. And then you have your hardcore drift fans that Adam will bring as well because he knows a lot of them. Right. right. And of course, a lot of the well-known drifters that come out like Chelsea Denofa and uh, what you had uh, FDF, uh, Josiah Felace was there. Nate Hamilton. You had Nate Hamilton there. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't really see the roster, mm-hmm. but you have all these guys and it's, you know, it's going to be exciting. Well, you can't, you can't forget or ignore the fact that it's not just about people coming out to see Adam. Mm-hmm. It's also about just seeing the other YouTubers that were there okay. to take part in it because they bring in their own influence and their own fans That's to true. come out. So it's not only just about um, you know supporting uh, Adam and what he does, but it's mm-hmm. also taking the opportunity to actually, hey, look, I get to see uh, this person who I follow on YouTube yeah. in person and maybe perhaps uh, get an interaction, a ride along right. or some sort of... Um, some sort of a uh, uh, instance, uh, you know, interaction with this individual that they wouldn't necessarily have. Right. Um, I, you could almost think of it as um, YouTube, or sometimes they'll have these sort of a cons or conventions where they'll like a drift con. Right. It'll be like a drift con, but in 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 this case, like it's it's like well, hmm. because okay, let, let let me just give you an example because. They'll sometimes have like these conventions where like they'll just bring in all these YouTubers and then it'll give an opportunity for people to have like meet and greets with these individuals uh, for, for, you know, at these events. Right. In this case, it's a, it's, it's not only just an event tailored for just YouTubers. It's also an event tailored, you know, because you actually have regular fans to come and meet and greet. Yeah. Yeah. You have regular drivers too that maybe they have a following, but not to the extent of some of these other uh, individuals that maybe have like a much higher following. Right. And you have to be invited to it. Right. It's something LZ has to invite you with. Right. So I'm going to ask you something and you can answer it and just see what you think. Maybe not. Oh, gosh. So what do you think? Adam LZ winning his own event. Oh, we're, we're jumping already there to that. No, I, well, I'm just saying, like, I know I'm not the only one thinking. It was like, okay, no, he didn't win last year, though, I don't think, right? Did mm, he, he didn't compete last year. Uh, well, so, okay. So, like, so, what do you think about that? If you, you, we've, and the only reason I mention this is because there are many, when we ran events, it was kind of like, I didn't compete because I'm running the event. I don't think I really should. Like, Jackson, Jackson's not going to compete in his own event. What do you think? Do you think, did anybody say anything about like, hey, this is his event. How can he compete? Uh, Do you think there's a conflict of interest there? Do I think there's a conflict of interest? I would say no, only because I, you, you sort of, you saw it in at Clutchigers where you had Nick Castleberry. The son yes. of Michael Casterbury taking true. part it, it, in the competition, and we did talk about that before, right? Yeah. And and so you have to you have to ask yourself, right? Like, if did you see that as a con- conflict of interest? Because even though it may seem that way, I kind of, I mean, right. it, for me, it didn't really matter. Okay, all right. And mm-hmm. I think in the end, though, it's sort of it's one of those things where it, your driver skill. It will, you know, shine through. It will shine right. through and, and improve itself. Right. It should so, affect. And the, the judges 
should be to the point where they're not going to give Adam the win just because it's his event and he's paying them. Right. <laughs> right. Because but, but, so you know that's, a, that's the thing. Yeah, so exactly. That's another thing that, that yeah, you, you have to be mindful and careful and thoughtful about whether or not they're showing any sort of bias or they're kind of uh, getting something done under the table or on, to make it the, you under know, the to, table. Who's under the table? Oh, I don't know. I'm just saying <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Okay. Nobody's under the table. Okay. All right. But I'm, what I'm trying to get at is that to make sure that none of that is happening. And right. so I think that the fans themselves, if they witness something that doesn't seem that doesn't seem you know right, right, they'll call it out. Was there any of that? Actually, did you? Did we able to watch the chat during the event? I saw some of it, but yeah, I did see some, and I did see some individuals that weren't that were like. Well, yeah, isn't it ironic that the guy that put up the event wins the event? I mean, you can see right. how people, that's understandable, right? right? There, there, I think there absolutely is a conflict of interest just by nature of the event being an Adam LZ event, Adam LZ, everybody being on Adam LZ's payroll. Well, I'm not saying that he got it, right? He right. won because it was his event. I'm just saying it could be perceived that way. And I think that's why he kept him out of the first one. He kept himself out of the first one last year, but entering into an event, I, it, it absolutely is, by definition, a conflict of interest. Now, whether <clears throat> the players and the people that were working and the judges fulfilled that role, like made it that way, mm-hmm. that's to be determined. I wasn't there. I didn't get. I didn't pay for the pay per view. I didn't watch it. But from what I understand, what I've seen, like through posts, like he legitimately won it. But I don't know. What do you think? I mean, like I said, it's 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 one of those things where. I feel like he wanted through his own merit, like right. through his own effort and skill to, mm-hmm. to make it happen. Right. And not only that, he was even surprised himself because yeah. at the end, when he he got the call after the celebrations died down and so forth, mm-hmm. he went and at, it like in, in the middle of the live stream, he's like, how did I win? Right. And then Dan, Officer Dan Brockett, he explained exactly like, okay, well, this is why he won. Nate Hamilton zeroed out first. Uh-huh. And so it didn't matter whether or not uh, what happened afterwards. It was the fact that Nate zeroed out oh, first. Zero. Okay, I didn't see it. That so. That's why we, mm-hmm. we gave the victory to you. Okay. But then at the same time, again, this is this, you have to think about it like this. This isn't uh, a comp. I mean, yes, it's a competition, right. but it's not really intended to be a competition. Yeah. It's supposed to be fun. Right. And I think many people just get lost in the idea that it, with it being labeled as a competition, like an exhibition, right? It, exactly. Um, kind of like what we experienced in LS Fest. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. like kind of like what we experienced at LS Fest. You know, a strange sound. Sorry. Yeah. Where they they mentioned that yeah, it's a competition, but it's not really meant to be taken seriously as a competition. Right. Even though when you tell a driver that it's a competition, they're going to just take it as that and just go, right. You know, you yeah, know, very serious. Just go with it. It's more like uh, an LS fest or like a Ford fest when they have the drift competition. It's, it's a competition, but, um, it's, yeah, you said it's, a, it's more of an exhibition style competition. Now, did they use the instant replay and was there, um, did they do protests? No, no protests, no protests, but they did do a standard qualifying. Yes. And it was a knockout style qualifying? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember exactly. Okay. I, I know that there was, you know, honestly, I don't 
know what they did. Mm-hmm. I know they had they did something a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a top thirty-two, right? No, it was top sixteen. Okay, top sixteen. I think they. So did he invite did, only sixteen drivers, or did he invite more than sixteen? No, drivers? it was more than sixteen. Oh, okay. It was more than sixteen. Yeah, but the, the competition was great. Okay. Yeah, it it was good, and there was a lot of you know interesting battles. There was one. I don't want to spoil uh, some of it because obviously we want people to you know check out the stream itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah, considering all, all the uh, the things that occurred, but uh, there was one with uh, Jeff Stoneback. Okay. And what he did. Where he rearranged the whole track. Oh, oh yeah. So yeah. I don't want to, you know, spoil it for anybody. But definitely, that was one of the highlights. That was a highlight. That so was he, a major he rearranged highlight. the track in a good way. Then I'm they, assuming they, he rearranged <clears throat> all of Otters on one. Oh wow! Yeah, he took wow. it with him. Wow. Mm. I'll just I'll just say that. Interesting. But yeah. Um, but go, going back to the whole um, organization and, <coughs> and, and and with the whole live stream thing. <laughs> The the only thing I want to say that I will say is mm-hmm. that what is going on out there? It sounds like fireworks, doesn't it? Oh, something. I don't know. I thought it was your brother at first. It felt like somebody tapped on the door on the door, but uh, oh, well, whatever. Mary Santa. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, well one of the things I wanted to highlight and mention is that Saturday was a nightmare. Oh, okay. Saturday so okay. was an absolute nightmare. Um and I'm not going to go into all of the details, but what I will say is that, okay, Tim, you have a generator, yeah, a gas-powered yeah. generator. I wasn't sure if you were going to mention that. Yeah, no, 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 I mean, because it, it, it needs to be said because yeah. that caused that some of these issues transpired, got uh, displayed onto the live stream itself. Okay. Right. Um, But you have a generator. Yep. And you, you uh, graciously lent it. Right. To me, to be able to use it for this this well, past weekend, well, it's for weekend. us. It's for it's a Drissa, yeah, right. And and I actually have like a generator, but it's not in the traditional sense. It's sort of one of those things where like it's a big battery it's and you could just yeah. you know it's a backup thing. So one of the good things about it is that you could hook up your gas powered generator onto this battery backup generator, right? And then you could just sort of like pass through the the power okay and then if let's say for instance the power goes out onto the generator right then it'll just uh the battery will take over right. and then power the, the devices okay well um this weekend on saturday i got to experience that <laughs> because in in the whole scramble of everything that was taking place, and mind you, we were just trying to just get things going, and we had you know yeah. the whole system set up and everything. But then, for whatever reason, people just don't have. I don't know if it's they don't have a clue or they don't have any sort of consideration. But it was just a constant issue with the power. And it was just either a. There was one point where somebody just unplugged the wire, or the power cord mm-hmm. that was going over to the uh, the power. Yeah. There was another point where, um, well, it wasn't well. This wasn't uh, nobody else's fault, but the generator was kind of like I think they they I think somebody switched it over to the the choke, mm-hmm. the knob. Yeah, and so that was just causing the the generator to rev up. Why did it even touch it? And then. <laughs> They That's caused the it to like, rev up, yeah. and then with it revving up, that was distorting the power that was sending over to the right. battery backup, right. and then it was just tripping everything, and then I'm just like, what's going on? 
and then um i think and then the worst thing to happen is that um the generator went missing they somebody get, somebody came they unplugged it and said oh I'm gonna go ahead and use this. Right, like it's sitting, it's running, it's hooked up. Unplug it and think that this is a good idea. This makes sense to me. <laughs> I'm going to unplug this generator that is obviously plugged in, obviously powering something that is running, and I'm going to use it. Right, and they walked away with my generator. <laughs> I mean, it's just like that blows my mind that right. that even that somebody can even that crosses their mind like, oh, okay, I'll take this. Right. And you have no idea who took it. See, and that's the thing. I asked around. I was like, do you get to see who took the generator? No. Did you get to see who took the generator? No. So nobody knew. And then all of a sudden, the generator reappeared magically. That, means, was just, that means somebody that was involved in the crew probably took it to use it for something else. Oh, maybe. Maybe. I never got a straight answer in regards to it. But somebody took it. And then the other thing that happened, actually, is that somebody went and plugged um their outlet their extension cord onto the generator and then by them by them doing that now i don't know exactly how your generator works but uh-huh. somehow by them plugging their cord into your generator yeah. it cut our power and then it was just feeding them and then we couldn't figure out exactly what was going on we didn't know if it was cable right or the our battery backup right and we were just troubleshooting and then turns out that the cable itself wasn't getting powered because we realized that because uh, you know what it was I just mentioned one. is that it was just only powering one outlet. So then I was just like, "This is just a nightmare." Yeah, that's, this that's, is just absolutely yeah. crazy. Actually, and it's it, probably a better thing that I went there because I probably won't raise hell, and people <laughs> don't. You know, when I raise hell, people don't like me, and then I get a bad name for myself. Yeah, but whatever. That's yeah. just that just doesn't make any sense. That's just yeah. stupid. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, because you called me, you were. I very rarely hear you or see you upset, and I will have to say that is probably the most upset I've ever heard you. I was livid. You were. You absolutely were, to the point where it sounded like you were about ready to just pack up and and go. Because from the beginning, you said this has been a nightmare all day on Saturday. Yeah, it was. It was just. It was really bad. And and to kind of hammer on the hammer home the, the what happened is that the stream ended. With us on battery power. So I I forgot exactly because, again, there was just so much that happened is that I don't know if it was because your generator ran out of gas or somebody had switched it off or something. I don't know what. But in the end, we're just like, okay, how much time do we have left? Uh, Maybe less than two hours. We have at least two hours of battery oh. to be able to run this. Right. We're just going to run off the battery. So you ran for almost an hour on just battery? Yeah. Did it run out of gas? I don't know. See, that's the thing. I was on the second floor. I was elevated. Well, next and your gets- generator was on the floor. So, and Did you, mind you put you, gas in it the next day? Oh, yeah. So you had to put gas in it the next day. Well, but that's the thing. I never got down to check oh, the, okay. the, the gas so. level at all. So okay. I was at the top throughout the right, whole time, I just you. focused on uh, on the live stream itself. And every mm-hmm. once in a while, I'd be like, "Hey, check to make sure that there was gas." Well, at least day two, I was definitely doing yeah. that. But I don't know what, like, you know, what was the gas level throughout the whole time? I was just like, either a, um, screaming out, "Power, power, power!" Right? Because all of a sudden, it would just start tripping out, and I would just oh be like, God. "Okay, everybody, just pause for a second. Let's sort this out." Right. 
And and it was it wasn't and again because we're on the second floor, it's not like we could just easily run over and see exactly okay what's the problem. Yeah, you had to go down. You're on top of you're basically on top of a rig. Yeah, somebody's rig, and that's what you're on top. Did it did the generator run all day Sunday? No problem. Well, that well that's the strange thing is that we were running off of it, but then they're like, no, we're just gonna run off of this other generator, and I'm like, okay, all mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did. We just ran off of the separate generator. I don't know why we couldn't run off your generator, but okay, it was just one of those things where I didn't care. Right. At that point, I, yeah. I, I just wanted to just um, make sure that we got this going because it was just, that was it. I'm tired. Right. I was tired. Right. I don't yeah, want to deal with yeah, any more of the power situation. Yeah. It's like, come on, relax. That's ridiculous. And it, it's just, we we specifically get a certain, uh, certain set of things for a certain purpose. And the yeah. fact is, is that, you know, these things were getting abused and or uh, mistreated right. for other purposes. And, Amongst and, and all the other crap that you had to deal with, because you said logistically it was, wasn't too great either. Like you brought like way more stuff than you needed to. You ended up bringing tables and chairs and all this other stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't yes and no. I mean, they had tables, so it's like, okay, but we had it extra. So it's always like... I'm not too bothered about that because okay. it's always good to have backups. Yeah. It's always good to be like, okay, well, like I brought extra camera gear, right, right, uh, right. cables and so forth. Because again, it was, it's, it's those instances where um, you're, you don't know what kind of situation you're going to be in where you're actually going to need it. Right. So it's better so, to have it, not use it than need it, not have it kind of like a gun. Let's not dive in there. What the heck? Mm. You know, relax. relax. Yeah, just like a gun. Yeah. Anyhow. But um, other than that, though, like the it was great to catch up with everybody. Uprooted pictures, mm-hmm. uh, Matt Stone. Yeah, uh, he had a great runner, uh, Ray, who okay. we met there, and um, and then all the other camera people there that were involved with the production. Who did the drone? Uh, Uprooted pictures. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Good. Uprooted pictures is the drone, <clears throat> and I think that um, one of the things that. Um, Dave Egan from Drift Games, he was trying to, and I recall him saying this over on the driver's meeting, is that he really emphasized the idea of like, hey, guys, this is a show. So put on a good show for the crowd. Right. I mean, yeah, you may want to be caught up with the competition and want to be able to kind of like get, you know, these engines. Right. Because that was a prize. There was oh, really? Uh, yeah, oh. first place uh, gets a 2J. Second place, I think, uh, second place is a SR20. And third place gets an RB. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'd want to place either first or third. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Anyhow, well, those are those are cool prizes. Yeah, those are great. Yeah. Yeah, they just they rolled them out right over. Oh to yeah, the, they probably look the, good too. Probably all yeah, nice, done up, all yeah, fancy. Definitely. Yeah, they got all hmm. the good stuff. Um, but yeah, um, it, it was great to catch up with them and and kind of work with them. And and the 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 great thing about it was that. Even though there was a year apart okay. from the last time we uh, I worked with Matt, yeah, uh, uh, Chris Way also okay. he he uh, did the graphics, right? Um, even though we we're one year apart, we it was as if like there was no time difference. Okay, well, good. You know, we just picked up where we left off. Right. And, uh, every, you know, we all know what our strengths and weaknesses, weaknesses are. are right. Gotcha. And we're able to actually just help out you one have a another. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, but mm. I, I'm not going to doubt. You heard it here that. first. Yeah. Ben has a weakness. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um, but overall, I think that the event was great. It was a success. success. 
a lot of people that yeah. came out. I think they um, got their money's worth. Uh, I, I did like the way how you know, a lot of things were just organized, how they sectioned off certain things. Okay. And like you mentioned, when we sort of sent you some uh, video clips of it, mm. it did not look like OSW. No, it didn't do well. The way they changed the track, it looked like a whole other track. The way they had all the barriers and everything. Yeah, it didn't look like OSW whatsoever in, in, in the videos that you sent. Right. Um, and just the amount of effort and time mm. to for them to actually be to be able to make that happen, especially right. a track like OSW that we're already accustomed to seeing a certain way, mm-hmm. and for them to make it look the way that it did. <sighs> right. I mean, I you know, hats off to mm. to them and Adam Z's crew and, and James yeah. Harvey. Who really had a hand on it, kind of like just making everything happen. It's James, 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 James is is like his business partner. Oh, okay. Um, and and also is like his go to guy to kind of like get a lot of these things done. Oh, okay. And um, yeah, it, it, he was also one of our, you know, the, our go to guys. Like, if we needed something in particular, yeah, um, regarding the venue, then yeah, we'd go to him, and he, oh, he would okay. just quickly get it done. And who are the judges? Yeah, judges, Officer Dan, who okay. also co announced. Okay. Uh, Tommy Roche. Okay. Our boy Tommy. Yep. And Pat Gooden. Passion and Pat Gooden. Patrick oh, Gooden. Step back in the judge's seat, huh? Yeah, yeah. He's back in the judge's seat. He was there last year, too, as a right. judge. And he's, he was back at it again this year as a judge. Right. And um, yeah, it was good to see him. It was good to see all of them together. It was actually funny, weird uh, to see Tommy there, really? too, because, well, I mean, I wasn't expecting him to be there. Oh, okay. That's that. So the fact that it, like I saw his name, I was like, "Hey, Tommy! Hey, Tommy! Hey, boy!" Hmm. Um, yeah, okay. It was fun. Uh, who else was there? Okay, Dave Egan was the announcing co-announcing with um Dan. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anybody else from? There was somebody else from Drift Games there, wasn't there? Or no? There was. There was two other individuals from their crew. Okay. Um. um I forget how to properly pronounce his name. It was Kean or Cian. I forget okay. one of those two. He was the showrunner, mm-hmm. and he was he was the one that was like on top of everything. Okay. It was like okay, well, the drivers have to be lined up a certain time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to go at a certain time. He was actually going. Uh, he was like the the liaison between the live stream crew, the 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 drivers, mm-hmm. uh, the star line, Nick right. Swan, and everybody to make okay. sure that everybody was on the same page as to what they had uh, what they had okay. to do. Um, so there's that, and I think they had their video guy, who which I didn't get to meet, but I saw him around. So okay. he was part of the, the doing the group. His, their, their social media and all right, 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 okay. right. Good deal. There was that. Um, but yeah, if you have the time, make sure to just uh, check out uh, the the live stream on Adam LZ's channel. And what you, were have to, you have to subscribe to the channel. Is that what it is? Or uh, the qualifying it was is Free. public. Okay. Yeah, but anybody could just check that out. And then the uh, competition portion of it that happened on Saturday and Sunday, mm-hmm. you have to be a member on his channel. So it's order like to check a it subscription out. kind of thing? Like it's not just you subscribe to it. You actually have to. It's a fee. Right. Okay. Right. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, there's that. And making money. Or, or, or you could just go ahead and check out some of the <laughs> other individuals that attended the event. Right. Uh, that, um, you know, check out their footage and see exactly right. what they did. I mean, I, I got to check out uh, Chelsea Denofa's uh overview of the event yeah how did he do one of the things he talked about well he actually had an issue well spoiler alert he actually had an issue with this car yeah and it was one of those things where um if i recall correctly he would just be on throttle and then when he would let off right it would just like cut out Hmm. like the car would just die and then it would just take a quick moment again to just be able to uh, get back up 
So he kept trying to get in contact with his tuner to sort sort it out, but they weren't able to. Um, it was like a throttle position sensor kind of something, thing. Something I don't know, hmm. or maybe the the ECU was just was misinterpreting the the signals. Huh. I don't know what. Right. There was, um, but he did he did he did mention he took issue with the tires that some of the drivers were running, mm-hmm. but that sort of kind of got negated because even though like during qualifying and practice that everybody could just drive whatever they want, uh, whatever set that they brought with. Right. During the competition, everybody was on the same tire. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are they sure about that? I'm well, assuming so. Right? That's what know. that's what you were told. That's what you were told. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's I what he thought. I, I, I mean, I can, I can only ask. Can yeah. Only you ask. can only ask. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah. All right. Well, that's stout. I mean, it would, it ended on a high note. From what I understand, for you, but not that's something we could talk about, but yeah, some exciting news for drift sessions, at least in the upcoming year, that hopefully we'll be able to announce early into next year. Mm-hmm. But um, you were very excited, so you went from oh yeah, the most upset I've ever seen you <laughs> to almost the most excited I've ever heard you. Yeah. Right, so that's up and down. You had like a, a roller coaster of a weekend. Yeah, yeah. I was just about to mention that as like a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, the highest, well, mm-hmm. the lowest of the lows and the highest of the highs. Yeah. And you just got to just um, figure out, like, okay, where are you going to land at? Yeah. And, and how do you make of it? What do you what do you make do? And um, so how did it look? End? It's, it's, you know, with all of these events, you sort of try to pick up something from every moment. Yes. You know, whether, you know, whether the good or bad, you, you try to just take these moments of, of whether if it's you know the lows is like okay what can you learn from it what can right. you improve upon mm-hmm. what what can you do better mm-hmm. and um i i think one of the one of the things that really stood out to me and i think it, it ties into it ties into a couple of other things that some of it uh, we've already discussed and some of it we're going to uh, discuss is that um it's the show aspect of it and how Dave was talking about in the driver's meeting is like, hey, look, like just this is a show. We got to, you know, um, put up a good show right. for the fans and the viewers that are watching. And one of the ways that they did that, and it ties it and it, and it takes me back to what they're doing with the uh, Driftmasters series mm-hmm. is that it's fast paced. It's constant. It's and, and every sign. And, and I noticed is that they just ran it really quick. Like especially top sixteen on Sunday, just yeah. I was surprised at how quick it went. But that's also because of the efficiency of how they were running, mm-hmm. and it was very reminiscent to what how they run over at Drift, uh, Drift Masters. Because again, you have like no, Drift Masters is uh, no five minute timeouts or nothing. Mm-hmm. They're just running at a fast pace because they want to keep the action going. Well, clutch kickers as much is is a lot like that. Lots of for the most part, I think clutch kickers is like that. I know for sure. King of OSW was right, so it was like a King of OSW kind of thing. Yeah, I would, I would say, yeah, I would say it's like a King of OSW. That just was like way you know how, how they were breathe. just like, pew, pew, yeah, just you know, sh- you know, shooting them out of the gate. And but again, it sort of it kept you interested. Mm-hmm. It, it kept you going, and and when and it became very adamant, evident when you had these low moments where mm-hmm. either a they uh, there was a, a spill on the track mm-hmm. or somebody just rearranged the whole track and then they had to actually take time to really uh, fix it all well they had to stop the right event. They, they had to stop it but those moments made you realize like hey look like there's just this like fast paced uh, constant action taking place that's mm-hmm. keeping you hooked into it throughout the whole time and it, it's really 
it's it's really going into the whole show aspect of it. Right. And I think that's where when you take that into consideration, one of the main reasons why Driftmasters excels at what they do because mm-hmm. of all of the you know all of this constant action, and one of the things, and it also highlights one of the, your uh, biggest pet peeves mm-hmm. in regards to Formula Drift yeah. is all of the downtime, downtime which I, w- I always complained about. Right, right, wow. and 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 one that's something that it sort of. Um, something that hopefully we can just uh, you know uh, take and you know take notice and, and uh-huh. pick up on to be able to do for like you know future events right to be able to be like hey look like we need to just be really dialed in uh, efficient and just be going constantly just um, yeah bang 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 yeah I mean honestly if you think about it if you look at most sports for the most part um, outside of racing right because racing usually has longer uh, events but you got people's attention for two, three hours, mm-hmm. right? Nobody wants to. Nobody want to sit for a football football game for eight hours. That'd be right. crazy, right? right. Uh, you, but or a baseball game, or a baseball game for eight hours, right? So drifting being eight hours long with downtime in between, like mm-hmm. it's one thing is if it was constant action for eight hours, right? But if you had if you football game, if you were taking fifteen minute breaks. Every now and then, yeah, people would leave the stands. So, yeah, I, I do agree with that. And we talked about that with Nate Hamilton and several other drivers in the past. What is the future of drifting? And it does have to be this action-packed sport. It, it, and for us, it's like, what is an action-packed sport? But no, that downtime takes away that action. Right. So finding, you know, getting rid of the five-minute timeouts, get rid of the protests, and you just go, go, go. And if you can't handle it, then you're out. Yeah, that was one of those things that we witnessed at OSW Black Friday, where it was no timeouts, yeah, no protests. Hmm. They just kept going. The only time that there was actually any sort of downtime or any sort of slowdown was when the judges needed to review a footage, right? And they were like, "Okay, well, what happened here in this corner that we didn't mm-hmm. really get to see?" Yeah. And it was one of those quick things. We're like, "Okay, yeah, we we, we just want a confirmation, Confirm, right?" Or, uh, or it's like, "Okay, we just need to see something." But they got their answer quickly, and they were able to move on and just get the show going mm-hmm. uh, uh, pretty quickly. Yeah. But then it does make you wonder uh, too about Falcon Tire, and that was another major news item that I uh, oh, okay. kind of forgot about. Right. Is that they they announced that they're uh, pulling out of the Formula Drift sponsorship. So they're not going to be a part of Formula Drift, and I think they were there from the beginning. But now, I mean, that that's another hmm. that's another news item that sent shockwaves to the world and the drift community. But then you have to wonder: is that okay? What is it? Is it the recession that everybody keeps talking about that maybe uh, causing um, them to really reconsider their financial uh, position, uh, or is this something that maybe they've realized that? Maybe they don't need need to put so much money into this one competitive sport, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe they're just realizing, or maybe realizing that it's because you're seeing starting to see like Adam LZ's event, yeah, where it's not a com- major competition; it's but really it just like an exhibition, right? But it gets the audience; it gets it brings the audience that um, is a more well diverse audience it's reaching a broader spectrum of audience i guess that makes sense yeah yeah, hmm. yeah it, it has a wider reach mm-hmm. 
So then they're maybe realizing it's like, okay, well, maybe if we invest or divert our resources to these other venues mm -hmm. or these other mm -hmm. shows, right. perhaps we could get more for our money. Huh. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. But you're starting to really see how, okay, after what we, I mean, what I experienced at the LZ Invitational and seeing the amount of people that came out. Right. And mind you, the, the, the turnout you could possibly argue exceeded what Formula Drift brings out for at the to Orlando OSW. event. Really? To OSW. Really? Possibly. possibly. Pretty close. Yeah, what, no, I mean, there was a huge amount of people there. Right. But then you also take into account what we experienced at LS Fest, the amount yes. of people that came out, Yes. and they have nowhere near the same kind of... Well, they're not... LS Fest isn't reaching the same demographic, the same market, as uh, Formula Drift is. It's much more diverse, I would argue. Yes. But then you take a look at the amount of people that, that you brought in, you may be starting to wonder, it's like, well, if a company like Falcon Tire is taking notice of it, right? they might be thinking like, okay, well, maybe we don't necessarily need to just focus on Formula Drift because maybe we're starting. they're starting to see like these other uh, exhibitions or demos or yeah. events that are attracting similar audience or more. if not more i mean how many was there like 60 would they say 80 over, over 60 000. over 60 000 people at ls fest LS, LS fest yeah i don't think formula drifts ever touched that i don't know i don't know maybe at road atlanta because there's a huge menu i, I don't know right. but uh yeah i i agree with you maybe that is maybe that's i mean that's unfortunate for formula drift because they're gonna have to find somebody else to fill that spot but um i don't know we'll see you know what is the future of drifting and maybe just these exhibitions that bring the spectators in, much like takeovers. What? <laughs> what are you gonna say? Uh, takeovers. I said no, takeovers. No, <laughs> not takeovers. Like monster trucks. Oh yeah, monster trucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got you now. Yeah, much like the monster trucks. That's what what happened. Monster trucks turned into this exciting show that had just a ton of people wanting to come and see big trucks, and this may turn into a thing where people just want to come and see cars do these this crazy drifting door-to-door -door and crashing right mm -hmm. that's why they go a lot of people go watch nascar because of that i don't know we'll see yeah hey, you even have like for instance taxi garage they came out they were there mm -hmm. and they're getting an audience mm -hmm. and it's um <clears throat> and everywhere they go they're they're really sort of you know very popular with the people and mm -hmm. and they're getting these um newcomers uh, to that had no idea what they were, what they were about mm -hmm. and what they had to offer. And then once they realized it's like, Oh, they're hooked. Yeah. You know, and then it could be an even bigger thing. We could be the, you know, witnessing the birth of something even greater. Right. But obviously, you know, that takes time, mm. but it, it's, um, it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what, what happens, mm -hmm. but you're, you don't really know until you actually just go out to some of these events and realize like, hey, there's a ton of people here. Right. There's a lot of companies that are just taking advantage of this. Mm -hmm. And who knows what other companies, they're starting to sort of realize like, hey, there's not, maybe we should just do something else. But again, maybe, maybe that's the whole recession thing. It could be. It could be. I mean, I was on Facebook Marketplace today and, People are asking insane amounts of money for these cars out there. It's just unbelievable. Oh, it's yeah. It's it's like trying to find anything decent under ten grand anymore is like almost impossible. 
Yeah. It's, it's, You've seen it, right? Yeah, I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's very annoying. Yeah, it is. It's very annoying. Um, let, let's go ahead because we, we've we been talking about like all these several events we're, we're talking about. But one of the things I wanted to go back to is just reflect on just some of the major events that we've done, we've done mm-hmm. this past year. Okay. Um, since it's the last year, uh, final episode of the year, and yeah, it's a good opportunity for us to kind of recap what what uh, took place. But um, I was invitational, invitational. That was yep. great. Uh, the one before that was uh, OSW Black Friday. Yep, King of OSW. King of OSW. That's right. Yep. Um, that was again one of those events where we didn't, we kind of didn't know what we were getting ourselves into. We had an idea. Based on what had been told to us, yeah. and just uh, the level of driving that we witnessed there was just just really drew us. I mean, for me, it drew me by surprise. Yeah, I would have to say that King of OSW was the most fun event mm-hmm. for me this year mm. because I got to just be myself on the mic. Oh yeah, I didn't have to worry about. <laughs> A lot of stuff. So I got to be my, my, my goofy self and do the stupid right. things that I do and say the stupid stuff that I say and just kind of let loose and relax. That was, that was fun. Right. right. For me, it was like, even though it was a lot of work mm-hmm. to just go there, set up, and, and that was a lot to set night. up. Yeah, come back the same night. Yeah, that was wild. Um, but even though it was a lot of work, it was fun. Yes. Like there was just something about it that just made it fun. And and I think what also helped too is just witnessing you and, and how much fun you were having with mm-hmm. it along with Steve O. Right. Both of you guys were your banter mm-hmm. and just the way how you're it like let loose is like, okay, well, there's no restrictions. You don't have to be careful what you say or what to yeah. do. And um, even though maybe some people were annoyed by it, yeah. but I, I I don't know. I mean, if yeah. they were, I didn't hear about it. So, <laughs> well, I'll tell you this much: like I was watching the chat, and some people, were, yeah. you know, perhaps took an issue with a thing or two. But I made sure <laughs> I made sure to filter that out. Oh, okay. All right, I made sure not to yeah. say like, "Hey, Tim, you know, turn yeah, that yeah, out. Yeah, but yeah. I, and that's the thing: like, I just, I just let you be, and I, and I no. went, I realized that it's, it's, it was a moment where you, you really just. You let loose. Mm-hmm. You wanted to do the way and you wanted to announce the way that you wanted to announce. So right. why why take that away from you? Right, right, right. Well, you know, there's always going to be somebody that doesn't like something. And we learned early on in the Clutch Kickers episode. And Clutch Kickers, we couldn't have been any more. And I don't want to say politically correct, but have tried to be more professional. Right. Yeah. Trying to make sure we had something positive to say about every driver. Not trying, you want the best true, right? Because you do sometimes you watch, you'll see people watching uh, announcers and they're like, oh, this guy really like. And I think that happened to us at first when we first started uh, the first half of round uh, season one that I would see in the comments that, oh, just they must really like because we had our favorites. We didn't know right. everybody yet. All right. But come season two, we were able to develop those relationships and know the drivers to where we we're able to try to highlight them as much as we could with as much knowledge we knew about them and, and try to support them. And I think we did that. And, but not that we don't have a great, like we have enjoyed watching every driver compete. You just with Tommy just saying, Hey, listen, you guys do it. And just say, listen, you know, I trust you guys do what you're going to do and, and have fun with it. Yeah. So, yeah. And and that was, that was a major point that we kind of glossed over is that Tommy Roche from OSW Drift basically was like was hands off. 
He yes. didn't give us any notes. He didn't tell us like, hey, I need you to do this or, or be a certain way or anything. He, like you mentioned, entrusted us to just handle the live stream. And, and like, crit- over critique us at the end either. Yeah, yeah. And and kind of just let us just be who we wanted to be. Yeah. And I mean, I think that uh, as small as it was of a production, it was. Mm-hmm. I just think that it it was it turned out great, much yeah. better than what I expected it to be because yeah. we weren't, you know, we weren't, we didn't know what to expect. Well, and that's another thing. It was it was hard for me to announce because I didn't know. A lot of the drivers were new for me. Right. To learn. You had to rely on Steve. I had to really rely on Steve-O because Steve-O had all the information of the cars and the drivers. And then he also knew a lot of the drivers and the cars because he's up in that area more often. And the, it was going so fast that there were some times where I'm like, okay, here comes two drivers. And I don't know who they are because yeah. I don't know the cars. And here right. they go. We got because you couldn't prepare in advance because the way they did qualifying also. So it's not like I could I had that time to learn the cars during qualifying, right? Most qualifying is that whether it's knockout style or anything, you get to announce the drivers go through, you get to start figuring out who the drivers are driving certain vehicles. This was like, we're going to draw numbers in a hat or in a bag and they're going to go together or the first 30 something people to find Tommy. So even you don't even know who's going to compete. So that was a struggle, but Hey, I got to be myself, like it or hate it. And I had a good time. Yeah. I think the other um, funny thing is that, and again, you're not, it kind of takes you back. It takes mm-hmm. you out of it. Yeah. It is that just watching people just on their phones and you're kind of wondering like, why are you on their phones? And it's like, oh, they're actually tuning in. Uh, they're actually yeah, watching the event, yeah. And some of the drivers, some of the actual drivers are actually watching the stream at, uh, oh, yeah? at on the line. Oh, okay. Some of them actually even put up on the chat is like, hey, I'm on the line. Oh, okay. And I'm just like, <laughs> and they're actually helping out too because there was like some downtime took place and the yeah. drivers were chiming in saying like, hey, look, this is uh, happening. Right. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just, um, it was just so much fun. Yeah, it was it, a good it time. Was, it was great. So by far, that was definitely the most fun I've had at an event this year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Um, actually, you got a couple of comments. Uh Sean Roxby, Mr. Sean. Hey, Sean. He's a good kid. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. My wife always says, he's a good kid. He's a good kid. (laughs) Uh, Killer Pup Pick. I don't understand that. Killer Pup? Yeah, P-U-P. Hmm. Okay, whatever. Uh, Drewski Drift wrote, I was driving the Red C6 at that King of OSW competition. Glad uh, you all were out there. Made the event way more fun. Keep doing what you all doing. Oh, thank, thank you, you, sir. Thank you very thank much. You. Thank you. And, and do want to highlight that individual, Drewski yes. Drift. Yes. Filling in those outer zones. Yeah, that was exciting. That was fun. That yeah. was a lot of fun to watch. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and taking a hit. Yes. From Chris Rios. <laughs> yeah, right. Taking a hit yeah, and did bad. not flop whatsoever. Yeah. So kudos to you, yeah, my good. friend. You're not a kudos. flounder. You're not a flounder. Yeah, look at that flounder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely wild. Great time, great time. So as far as we know, uh, we're locked in for the other King of OSW competitions. So um, I can't wait. Spring Break Bash coming in in March. So we got, we're, lo- we, we're locked in for both King. King of OSWs. I mean, as far, I, as far as I know, this actually may end up being. If those other events pan out that we may be getting, this actually may be a busier year Maybe. for us, yeah, than the past few years. 
Only without well, clutch kickers. Simply because of all of the different destinations we yes. may possibly be going to. Because uh, clutch kickers was just this one destination mm-hmm. and one weekend for us to worry about. Whereby, if things turn out the way that it may be looking, mm-hmm. we may be going to a bunch of other different places. <sighs> but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah. Uh, the point is, like again, like even though. Um, King of OSW is this one place, and it happens twice a year. I, I'm already looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean that's weekend up in there. That's not too big a deal. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, hang on, we got more ch- uh, comments saying Sean, lol, disregard. Okay, <laughs> might be a typo, uh, Sean. And then you wrote, "Your wife is the nicest person ever." Thank you, thank you. I'm, yeah. I'll tell. I'll let her know. I'll let her know you said that. Yeah. And Drisky uh, Drift wrote, "Thank you guys." LOL. Chris and I drive a lot together, so I wouldn't have heard the end of a flop. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you had no choice. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So uh, kudos, to Chris Rios, uh, mm-hmm. for winning that event. He's uh, been retitled uh, the uh, given the the title again as a uh, King of OSW. Yep. Until somebody comes back around and, and knocks the title yes. off of his head. Who knows? Well, shall see. I mean, it's going to happen. Right? Yep. Well, it may not. Oh, may who not. knows? Exactly. Maybe Tim decides to go on a, a tirade and be mm. like, arr, arr, I'm going to take over. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Um, another major event that, that took place this year was um, LS Fest. LS Fest. That, yep. That was another very fun event. It was probably the most impactful event for me this year. Oh, so yeah. if OSW um, uh, Black Friday Drift was the most fun, I would say the LS Fest was the most impactful event because of, one, I'd never been to LS Fest before in LS Fest or Ford Fest or anything like that before. I'd never been to Kentucky before. And... I've never been, we've never been flown out to go announce for something before. So it was very impactful. It was, it was, um, it was cool. It was really cool to go out there and meet again. I think one of my favorite, I don't know. I'm not going to say, I think I know one of my favorite things about going to drift events is meeting new drivers Mm -hmm. and, and becoming a familiar with them more than just watching their video on YouTube or watching them compete on on live stream is getting to just shake hands, whether it's a 10, 15 minute conversation um, and just see the blood, sweat and tears or things or hear some of the stories that they've had to go through to get to where they're at uh, is like um, Cole Richards, <laughs> Cole Richards, right? <laughs> like some of the stuff that, that he went through and how he, he changed platforms of some people that helped him get where he was mm. With his vehicle and uh, actually getting, I think for the first time, getting to really talk to, um, and I, I, I can never, Mofongo Drift. I always forget. Uh, Ryan so I always remember Mofongo. Yeah, Ryan. Yeah. So getting getting to talk to him and, and talk to him about his car. So those are like, those, those are the moments I really, I, I live for when we're doing this whole announcing thing. Yeah. Yes, would I rather be driving? Absolutely, I'd rather be driving. <laughs> but that's just not where I am at right now. So... I'm just excited to go out there and meet new guys and just hearing about how they got to where they are and what are their plans and how serious are they going to take their drifting career. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree on the impactful part of it. Yeah. Like you mentioned, it's just the fact that for for me at the time, it was a bit surreal 
just getting that call and just saying like, hey, mm-hmm. would you guys be willing to? Yeah. Uh, my, mind you, like, I thought it was fake. Like, I thought it was spam. I was right. almost ignored it right. and then just put it to the uh, junk folder. And then I was just like, wait a minute, hold on, stop yourself. Right. Like, this isn't a regular title that you would actually get. Usually it's one of those things where like, oh, uh, you've been a victim of a fraud or something It like was that. who contacted us right. as well. Exactly. And um, it, it was it was surreal at first to actually just go and, and just get that and then just be like, okay, well, um, I guess we're doing this. I guess it's happening. Right. And just being there. And, and again, it was just... It was a moment where we didn't. I I just didn't understand the scale of it. No, absolutely not. And and you you sort of get like we we spoke to Pat, who Pat Gooden, who kind of told us like, okay, well, this is what you kind of like what you're gonna expect. Mm-hmm. You should be there early right. on both days because the traffic gets really bad. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. all right, that's something to know about. Mm-hmm. And then, um. What really helped us out at the beginning because we get there mm-hmm. and mind you it was it just getting before even getting to the venue yeah it was beautiful right uh, just the scenery and the backdrop right. it was just it was just great countryside right. uh, backdrop absolutely um, but once you're there luckily though we had the fortunate chance to bump into James uh, Webb yes that's who right who we worked with at the Clutch series mm-hmm. uh, season one and two and. As we're there, he's like, "Oh yeah, I'll show you guys around." Yeah, so he gave because us a tour. if he hadn't done that, mm-hmm. we would have been completely lost. We probably would have ended up on like the uh, off-road course, which we never, I never got to get yeah, over. We to, never got yeah. to. We never got to go on the Holly Trolley. N- did not to get to go on the Holly Trolley. To so we got to make sure we make that happen. Yep, absolutely. But, next time. Um, yeah, and then once he he you know kind of gave us like a groundwork of like, okay, well, this is where the drift pits is. And this is where everybody's got to go. And this is where the track is and so forth. We're like, okay, cool. And then we started to go out and explore. Mm-hmm. And just the sheer size yeah. of the venue yeah. was really, really just, um, it was a whole lot to take in. Yeah, a lot of action. And it's, so I am not a V8 fan. I'm not an LS fan. I'm, I'm the uh, turbo fan, inline six fan. Yeah. You know, 1J, I like RBs, whatever. Uh, but I can appreciate the venue and the event, what they did and how it was so diverse. And you had people from all different spectrums of the motorsport, of all motorsports, NASCAR, whatever it was, uh, circle track, off-road, motorcycles with, with freaking LS engines. Oh, and yeah. right, Yeah, it was just crazy to see, one, how I was able to unite all these people from different race disciplines, I guess you could say, yeah. or car show, right? Mm-hmm. And two, just to see the uh, amount of people that they brought over sixty thousand people in that weekend—that's insane. So it's good. It's a, it's a great. We need more events like that. If you haven't been, definitely suggest it. But yes, I would say LS Fest would get my vote for the most impactful event this year for me. Yeah, and, and the the other crazy thing about it is that it's not just it's not only the venue mm-hmm. that is celebrating this one engine. Right and, and and I just want to add that I was <laughs> I still remember one of the first things I told him when we were there I was like oh thank goodness I won't have to suffer with any VQ <laughs> engines yeah no VQ sounds that weekend yeah exactly <laughs> those damn trumpets but yes um it it really becomes a celebration of this one engine yeah not only at the venue but throughout the whole city yeah because it's like 
it's not only just this all these events that are taking place on this weekend at the, at the track, but it's also throughout the whole surrounding parts yeah. of the of uh, the city. Yeah. After the events over, yeah. like there was people like gas stations just filled to the brim, like yeah. just packed, yeah. literally with just all of these individuals just yeah. happy to just be there and hang out. Yeah, you you were either you know, hearing LS sounds or drunk college students. It was one of the two. That was that was interesting. Yeah, and I, I never I felt like I was in a movie walking, just seeing all the frat houses and everything because yeah. it's not like that down here in South Florida. You know, you don't no. go into a frat house neighborhood where it's all you know frat houses and everything. So I was like, what? I'm in like a episode of like I don't know. Uh, no, There's a lot of freaks and geeks. Freaks and geeks. The Breakfast Club. Revenge of the Nerds. Revenge of the Nerds. nerds. Okay, there yeah, there you yeah, go. That's what I think. Probably, of. Yeah, yeah. Revenge of the Nerds. Anyhow, yeah. so let's move on. So what's the next event? Uh, next one, I would say, is... Well, actually, just in closing of that, um, if you have the opportunity to go to LS Fest, I would highly implore you guys do so. Uh, it's in Kentucky. And I think the first... Sometime in December. I think it's the first weekend of September. I, I do know that. So... Be sure to check it out. Actually, Holly just released the dates for okay. all of the LS Fest events that, were, right. that are taking place. Um, Vegas, Texas, and, of course, like we mentioned, the one in Kentucky. There you go. Uh, Kentucky, that's that's one of the, the important ones. So mm-hmm. be sure to check that out. Um, the other event that uh, we did... Um, I mean, we did we did Clutch Kickers, right? The series, unfortunately. We kind of talked about that already. Yeah. So that, um, But other, other than Clutch Kickers... Uh, the other one was uh, U.S. Drift Ticket. Okay, we started round off one. round one, round only one. round one. Yeah, yeah, the- <laughs> <laughs> only round one <laughs> at OSW, right? OSW, which for us turned out to be, when you take into account like all of the other events uh, that happened in the series, mm-hmm. right? Um, we sort of got lucky. I would say that I would absolutely we- agree with you. Yeah, in regards to the production side of it, because we were entrusted to do the live stream for round one and mm-hmm. only round one, the only round one. Just, just want to you know, clar- clarify, clarify that, that yeah. because um, yeah, what happened in the other rounds was a lot of it was not to their fault, no. based on the weather conditions yes. that were, they were just <laughs> hit by uh, in all of the rounds. Heck, they even had to like postpone yeah. one event. Yeah, because of just uh, how bad the, the weather conditions were, but uh, in any case, just going back to round one, it was. Um, I, I would say it was it was interesting. It was mm-hmm. kind of promising how like the the turnout, what it was, and the layout. I think what didn't work out, which I think they were hoping to be uh, to work out, was a qualifying format. Right, whereby is 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 it's a practice session slash qualifying. Where um, if you want to qualify, you want your run to be judged. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is just before you go, uh, before when you line up, right. just tell the person running the line, like, hey, look, I want to be judged. Yeah, you're, so you're basically during practice, you you have a lot of time of practice. And during that practice session, you have to complete your both of your qualifying runs or at least one qualifying run, right? So it was, it was, it was, it was different. It was a different way of qualifying. I don't think many, I don't know if they did that the rest of the the rounds. I don't, I don't remember. Uh, I don't think so either. Yeah, I don't think so. But I, I actually, I don't really think it was all that bad. Um, from a live stream aspect, trying to capture that made it difficult, right? Because you can't just have the, 
the the drivers and and you know what order they're going to go. So as live stream, as production wise, you know, okay, these drivers are going in this order, so we can just go ahead and we can the announcers are prepared. This is more like, oh, oh this person's going to go, so you have to scramble. It makes it a little harder on the production side yeah. to do. But I, I as for as far as a driver. You could go out and get a couple of practice runs and you say, you know, I think I'm ready. And then you could do it and realize it's low. You get, oh, or you have something wrong with the car. So you get a chance to test the car out again and then do your second round of practice. So I think as a driver, I think it's a pretty good idea. But production, live stream wise, it proves to be a little difficult. Yeah. Um, I think that was the event too that Duarte. Went to two cars. Oh yeah, I think that was that. No, was that was that clutch kickers? I think it was clutch kickers. You sure? I am not. I thought sure. it, I thought it was that event. Maybe you're right. Went yeah, to two cars. Right, because it was the um, pro am uh, pro spec licensing series for right. Formula Drift. Right. It was that. I, I do remember Adam Ginkle having to battle for a sixteen mm-hmm. spot, and yes. then I think he won. But still ended up having to retire because something broke with his car. Right. Just to be able to make it to that battle. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he there was there was 17 drivers or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he had to battle for the 16th position. There was something like that. Yeah. Where they yeah. still made him battle for that 16th position. He was a little upset. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that. Hmm. Um the other the other highlight was uh, we had a we had a Drift HQ battle. We did Savio mm-hmm. uh, going up against Duarte. Yep. So that was that was quite interesting mm-hmm. to see. I made sure to actually run a, a Drift HQ commercial at the end of that battle. Well, yes, you yeah, did. That's did. right. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's the only commercial we had, though. I think, isn't it? No, no, it wasn't. There was a uh, tire street. Oh, that's right. Tire, tire street had a had a mm. thing there too. There was that. Um, and then I think at the time, so. Well, if one of the drivers that I want to highlight from that event, I think one of them was um, Billy Mitchell. Yeah. Simply, simply because this was like his first year really competing. Yeah. And we're kind of, we didn't really know like, okay, well, what kind of, how would he perform? <laughs> right. And how would he stack up against some of these other drivers? And, and, and he really came through. Yeah. 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 It, it, it was good. And actually it was interesting to get Billy Mitchell on a show early on in his time right like right. like towards the beginning of his is um, i guess his competitive drift career and uh but of course Connor Rosali is another one that this year I'd probably say if I had to um say I was most impressed with this year was watching Connor Rosali um compete throughout the year and He's just such a cool guy. Like he's so laid back. Like every time I meet him, he's like, "Hey, what's up?" He, well, a lot of guys are. Um, so it was interesting to watch him this year. And I think one of the most exciting things for me this year was also to see uh, Nate Hamilton go from uh, his car to another car and back to his car and take the win at the last right. round of the Clutch Kicker. So that's right. another a highlight of this year as well for me. Yeah, uh, I mean, if you want to just go, you know, circle back to Clutch Kickers, I think. Mm-hmm. There was just so many moments. I mean, yeah, the Taylor Ray against uh, Alec Hondale. Yeah, in that rain battle. Yeah, yeah. That was that was just wild. Um, Alec Hondale against Josiah when yeah. he ripped out the the wheel, the tire. Yeah, from the rim. Remember yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Chelsea Denofa not doing so well. Then opening his hood, touching a couple things, and all of a sudden <laughs> being like. Like totally different, like right. uh, you know, massaging his engine to go faster. 
that was interesting. I just don't remember that he pops up. You know, like, well, okay, that made a difference. <laughs> um, yeah, just watching uh, Brandon McDowell ride the wall, just like a monster around yeah. around uh, Freedom Factory. There was a lot of lot of highlights for us this 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 year. Yeah, Definitely. Um, the controversy with um, Chelsea Nofa and uh, Matt Shulman. That yeah, when he made contact, the explosion the in the pits. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was something that. That was we've never had happen before. Yeah, um, Th- that was that. Oh, one of the things actually I realized the um, the other day as we were uh, reviewing the footage, mm-hmm. the um, the contact with Adam LZ and Sebastian Gutierrez mm-hmm. that wasn't the first time. It actually happened back in round, uh, if I recall correctly, round one. Really? Yeah, but that was different in the sense that as. Uh, Sebastian was exiting the turn. Yeah. He spun and then Adam with nowhere else to go made contact with them huh. on the way out. Hmm. So I mean, it's not the first time both of these drivers have traded paint. Yeah. Hmm. So there's that. Um then uh, Ryan Acevedo unfortunately having that uh hit up against the wall. Yeah. With this uh power steering going out. Yeah. There's uh, that. Uh, Savio with the car fire. Oh yeah. Able to get it going back up. There's was a lot of exciting things and clutch kickers we saw. Yeah. Definitely a lot of exciting things. So overall, in the beginning of 2022, had you said we're going to be flying out to LS Fest, uh, we're going to be covering uh, King of OSW, and all these things would have happened, you'd have been part of um, the um, LZ Invitational again. We'd have been like, oh, yeah, maybe. That'd be nice, right? <laughs> To potentially doing more that we can't talk about now. So right. yeah, who knows what 2023 is going to bring? Yeah, definitely. Um, it was it. We, I mean, at the beginning, like we didn't really we had an idea, but we didn't really know to what mm-hmm. extent. And a lot of these things actually just came out, came about like not too far from the actual event, right? So, for instance, the call for the LZ Invitational didn't happen. Uh, you know, I think it was uh, less than a month ago. LS Fest came LS out Fe- like a, the month before, I think, right? We got yeah. like call a month before for LS Fest. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Fuel Fest. That's, that's another right. event. That's that- another event. I totally forgot about Fuel Fest. Was that was a live stream that we did? That was a live stream of a practice, but that was the first time I got to MC an event, and that was. That was interesting to be on stage and have a lot of people look at me and I have to focus more on being a better um, speaker, mm-hmm. using less filler words, all these things that I've been trying to improve myself as not just an announcer, but somebody talks or teaches because I do a lot of training and teaching for work. But I was able to share, share the stage with Ludacris while he did a perform some songs. So that was that was pretty cool. You too. introduced him. Tim. Yeah, I did. I got to introduce Ludacris and, and um, Cody Walker. Yeah, that was definitely. I. It's a shame I even forgot about that. It really <laughs> is. But it, it, now th- talking about that, mentioning that, it ties in. It re, you know takes me back to what I was mentioning earlier about the show mm-hmm. aspect of it. Because yes. remember, look at the turnout that that event brought yeah. to the West Palm Beach area. Yeah, and that wasn't a competition. No, that was an exhibition. Mm-hmm. And the fact that so many people just came out, mm-hmm. it re- it's really sort of saying something. Is like maybe 
competitive drifting isn't the the main draw, the main attraction to a lot of these individuals, a lot of right. these fans that are just following the sport. It needs to be more like just a, a motorsports fest where you have cars and drifting and other stuff going on, and it, and it becomes this all-encompassing entertainment traveling show. It's like almost like a... A th- circus? Like, yeah, I was just going to say, like a motorsport circus, traveling motor. And, and, you know, that was one of the things that I always said I would like, to, I would have loved to do is have the thing that's going like, you know, the drift circus. And then you have car show, you have drifting, and then you actually bring in some freaking carnival rides, right? And just make it that thing where everybody wants to bring their family. There's going to be cool cars here. There's going to be a car show. You're going to have music. You have some rides. And it makes it this festival mm-hmm. more than just, oh, it's just a drift event. And that's really what Fuel Fest was for the most part. Right. Hmm. I think for on the production side of it, it was just for me to just test out. The, like, because I had like acquired like a bunch of new equipment. Right. And most importantly, new software. Mm-hmm. And then once I got that going, it's like, okay, I need to test it out. Right. And so yeah. I utilized that opportunity to really did that. And then by using that event, I was able to just figure out, okay, what I need, what can I do and what can and can't I do? Right. And then so that led to just doing some other streams just mm-hmm. based on all that equipment. So um yeah, you learned a lot on the live streaming side, you would have to say. You were able to not only learn and test out new equipment, but you're also able to get a lot of confirmation on what you were already doing by right. working alongside right. um production crews such as Project Prime. Right. And be able to affirm that, hey, listen, I guess I'm doing the right thing. Right. And one of those things I think that we never really got to highlight and, and, and bring up is that we were, I would say that we were in a very fortunate position to be a part of the Clutchakers crew. Yes. Because then that brought us over to the Freedom Factory. Yes. And then Cletus just really wanted to go above and beyond mm-hmm. a regular broadcast and right. brought in professionals. Mm-hmm. And those professionals really showed us just a whole different side of what we can do and what our abilities are, you know, can, um, can be mm-hmm. that we never really knew before. Right. You get me? Yeah, it's, I guess so, yeah. it, it's one of those things where like the organizational side of it, the, the, <laughs> the formatting of it, right. Just the show aspect of it, because for us before it was just like, okay, well, the who's the driver? Side. Yeah. Who's the driver? Where is he from? Was it? What are the sponsors? Okay, what is he going to go out there to do? Right, right. What, what's he out there doing? Doing right. the play-by-play. But then um, he came about to us like, "Hey, look, like it's about the story. It's about mm-hmm. getting uh, information on on these individuals to right. just you know what are they about? Right. And mm-hmm. and I I think just taking those lessons mm-hmm. really sort of helped improve us on on. You know, on just the annou- on the announcing, yeah, right, and all the other things that we do. Yeah, it, it showed us that there's more to announcing than just trying to provide information, right? Because we got I heard that's on the simple on the simple side where some people said that they wish we went in more detail on certain things, right? That um they don't particularly understand why we announced the clutch kickers the way we did this season. Okay. That 
right, okay, there's information that could be more descriptive or there's certain things that we could say or information we could provide to the audience that the vast majority audience may not understand, right? But that minority audience may want. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like they're looking for more on that end, but understand that this this season of Clutch Kickers, the focus of the production crew was more on education of what drifting is, mm-hmm. educating those new drifters and building that story. So the and between that and the way Clutch Kickers runs their event very fast pace left little room for these dragged out over specific explanations on certain things that we didn't necessarily have time to do because our focus was more on building anticipation to the next battle or uh, getting a little deeper behind the drivers doing the, um, I think it was, was it, what was the clip they called? They call it uh, meet the driver segments that that's what the production was about. And that's one of the things that we were told we need to focus on. Right. Not so much about all the specifics of every call and breakdown, which I thought we did a pretty good job. If you watch, if you go back and watch it, when we would do, when there would be a call that was like being scrutinized and the live stream was watching the replays over and over and over again, I thought we were pretty clear on covering every aspect of what the judges were going to be looking at and how they're analyzing those runs. Does that make sense? Yeah. That. Every time we'd watch, okay, well, this is probably where they're focusing. Remember, we weren't the judges, and we weren't talking directly to the judges constantly. Yeah. It was like they were de- they were deliberating next to us, but not where we're talking. We're we're there. We're supposed to be filling the we're supposed to be talking constantly, trying to give a lot of information, so we can only speculate as to what the judges were actually saying. And at the end, if the call went a certain way, then we were able to affirm, yes, okay, that is where they made that call. I don't know why I really look at watching back some of the, the calls and some of the live streams. I don't even know. I really honestly don't know what more information somebody could want. Cause I felt that those calls that took time to scrutinize the judging, we delivered about as much information as you could. And then a judge that the call was made, then you move on to the next. Once the call is made, this is the call made. This is okay. This is why they made the call. Let's go on to the next thing. There's no reason to harp on each run. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. And 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 like you mentioned, the, the speculation part is that we had no uh, no communication. So the only thing that we could just base it off of is that if they're running the replays and they're running a specific segment. portion yeah. segment of the run on the replays over obvious. and over yeah. and they're hmm. zooming in enhancing wonder what they're thinking about of, of on this certain part and then the only thing we can think of is like okay well it seems as though the lead driver may have dropped the tire right and depending on or two so right. depending on whether or not he dropped the tire or two may determine the outcome of the run but we don't know for sure because right. we're not we're not the judges. We're now, it's not, not our only call. are we not the judges, but at the same time, the judges never spoke to us about what they're gonna be reviewing the replays on. Exactly. And it's only until after it's done, their deliberations mm-hmm. or reviews, that we can maybe figure out, like, you know, throw a question over to them, like, hey, yeah, was it about this? Right. And they could just tell us quickly yes or no, so that we could just be like, Okay, well, folks. 
Mm-hmm. We just spent 15 minutes going over this replay, and right. now we've realized, gotten confirmation that they were mm-hmm. in fact going over what we outlined. Exactly. So that that was, I think, that was an interesting comment that I heard that um, wasn't expecting to hear in in a certain way. But I let let us know what more information we could put because we are always looking to grow, right? And we do want to provide not just the best um entertainment value i guess we're not you're not there to listen to us or watch us right but we need to be able to capture the audience make sure that they're educated but at the same time doing it in a way that doesn't highlight ourselves but highlights the drivers and that's our focus our focus is not us our focus is on the drivers and that's always what it's been um even when we ran events Back in the day before we were doing this, our focus was always on the drivers, teaching the drivers and focusing on getting the drivers enough seat time and make it affordable, just like Tommy. Like the way Tommy does things, if we ever got County Line back again, that's exactly, we go right back into doing the same thing, right? Um, So our focus has always been on the drivers and spending time with drivers. And we just love drifting so much. That's we do that. We don't do this because we make money on it. We have our own jobs. This is what we do because we love to do it. So, yep. but I think that's a great way to just end the show. Mm-hmm. That was definitely uh, a great recap of everything. It's just kind of what, you know, uh, mm-hmm. a portion of what happened this year. It was yes. a lot. I mean, we didn't go into detail with everything, but for the most part, it gives you a sense of uh, our, some of our trials and tribulations some of the things we uh, hope to improve upon, some, yep. some of the things that didn't go as well as we expected. But, hey, we are, you know, you live and you learn. And like you mentioned, we're always willing to just, um, you know, take advice or, yes. you know, to get uh, get feedback. Absolutely. Um, because, I mean, we will be the first to admit we're not professionals. No. But. No. <laughs> not at all. We just like talking about drifting and figured we'll throw some cameras on us and do it yeah and just exactly get together hang out it gives us a reason to get together yeah and um yeah so we we appreciate those that uh you know tune in that support us that um uh, just check out the live streams and and just everything that we do because um it's it's been great it's, yep. been, it's been a blast and we we hope to do more yeah and don't forget shoot us a message and i'll send you guys a shirt Send me your size, send me your address, <laughs> and I need to get rid of these things. So I'm just, uh, my wife's been like, you got to get rid of these shirts. They're clogged, you know, got to get it. They're filling up my closet. Yeah. So. But uh, folks, uh, thank you for tuning in. It's been a wonderful 2022. Yep. Uh, we uh, will be back next year. We uh, we don't know exactly what date. We'll have to get that um, yep. those dates uh, finalized. So I support and subscribe and, and lock in so that way you guys know what's coming up. Yeah, and uh, follow us on the social medias, uh, Instagram, Facebook. You know, and if the there's deal. any topics, if there's any topics, anybody, if you guys, are, those of you guys that do watch, if you want us to cover anything or say, hey, listen, we'll talk about this. Give us some topics. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, we've covered a pretty wide range today. Um, but, yeah, it should be fun. should be interesting mm-hmm. uh, to uh, 2023. It's already looking pretty promising. Mm. And, and busy. Uh, yeah, busy. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see what happens. But, yeah, uh, folks, uh, enjoy the holidays. Enjoy the new year. And we hope to catch you next time. Appreciate all the help, all the support. 
And uh, we'll catch you next time. Peace out.